Welcome to the Builders Podcast. This is episode six. Let your users or clients guide you. Thank you for listening today. My name is Matt Levenhagen, your host on this podcast. We discuss topics that revolve around building stuff on the web. That may relate to the macro of building a website, building a business, a team, your traffic, your sales, or the micro of building great products, services, landing pages, building a list, or some other website feature. You can check out past podcasts, future podcasts, uh, and my blog at mattlevenhagen.com. With that, thanks for joining me. Let's dive in. So, uh, before I get into the actual topic here, I just wanted to take a moment and just speak to what's been going on this past year. I know that there are a lot of people out there struggling, um, whether that's uh, specifically related to COVID and this pandemic we're dealing with, all the ramifications of that from health ramifications to losing jobs, businesses, all that stuff. I know that's all going on out there and I really hope those of you that are listening uh, are are safe and sound uh, and uh, are doing well. And if you are struggling right now, you know, want to just let you know that we're, our thoughts are with you and uh, uh, we wish you the best. So, the topic, let your users or clients guide you. This will be an interesting one. This actually stems from a recent conversation I had with a friend uh, on Zoom. Um, sometimes I just talk to people to talk about business. I have a number of people I do that with, uh, past people I've worked with even, um, that were my bosses. You know who you are if you're listening. Um, but uh, this particular person, is a, he's, a, he's a younger uh, gentleman. Uh, that is actually still just finishing up college, is a physics and math major, I believe. Um, pretty smart guy, but we were uh, we just hopped on a call and talked probably almost an hour uh, just about what's going on. He's just interested in what I'm doing in context of what he's doing. He's into tech stuff too. So, uh, but we were talking about stuff and, and one of the things that came up during this conversation, and I just want to say hi to you, by the way, because I know you're probably listening to this, He's one of my few fans. Um, anyway, I just. Um, but uh, at one point of the conversation, we were talking about um, how uh, sometimes you develop a product or maybe a service, and that kind of morphs over time based on the feedback and how successful that is. And this kind of points to uh, a, a service that we're all familiar with, Instagram. If you know the story of Instagram, it actually started out, I think, as an app uh, called Bourbon. And at some point, they assessed the app and figured out that there was one specific feature that, I don't know all the details behind it, but they pretty much it was what people were using, right? The most successful feature of all of it, and they decided to focus on that one thing, uh, sharing photographs specifically taken on mobile devices. So that, and obviously we know how that turned out into multi-billions of dollars being bought by Facebook and so on and so forth. The story is still evolving, but that's similar to experiences I've had. So when you're first starting out, 
with a business or a product venture, you're going to probably do some research. You're going to probably have some idea of what other people are doing to sell these services or sell this product. You may have a great product idea that you think is awesome and have identified things that you think you can do better or that will set you apart. And after you launch that or after you get started and dive in and start doing the business, you'll look at your analytics, your feedback and your sales, and you'll have conversations that might change the direction you're taking on things. It might change how you deliver a service or the types of services or the types of products, or you might focus in on a feature like Instagram did, right? So. Let me share just a few examples in my own uh, business and the products and services I sell. So in the context of Hexeter, this is a really interesting one. So Hexeter, uh, not to get too deep into the background, uh, but we initially had built over 90 WordPress themes. I actually helped build that. I, I designed the framework and built a number of themes and then built a team that built more themes. and. Anyway, it's like I said, it's a whole story. But uh, eventually, I left the company that had originally had Hexeter, and then eventually I acquired Hexeter. So when I acquired it, I decided to look at the best of the best because I wasn't. I, I decided in the beginning, at least, that I wasn't going to have ninety plus themes. I wanted to focus a little bit more, and that process uh, was. It was actually a pretty uh, thoughtful process. Process I took. Uh, I looked at the analytics, <laughs> I looked at sales, uh, I looked at uh, feedback, and I chose the best of the best. So I actually started out with 40 themes. That's what we have right now. As of this podcast, we may have more soon. That was a process of looking at how they did and choosing the best of the best. From there, I had to make a decision about development. What was I going to focus on first? I got 40 themes. What am I going to do with these themes? Now, I got a, a whole thing I got to do with all the themes. I have to keep them up to date and ma maintain them and fix them and, and so on and so forth. So we support all the themes. But we also want to develop and improve uh, themes. And maybe we want to add more features to some of the themes. That process was, was started by feedback I was getting from some of my customers. There was a handful of themes that were our most popular themes. One in particular called Lead Display, uh, where it's a Pinterest-style grid layout uh, where you can actually add ads to the site um, in, in whatever order you want. So you can basically sell ads and then post them on your site. You can use it to uh, advertise or however you want to do it. I, if you were an affiliate, you could use it as an affiliate site. You can do a lot of different things with it. but. What I realized was this was, out of all of those themes, was out of the 90 plus themes, this was the most popular one. Or the one getting the most attention anyway at the time. So what did I do? I made that the first theme that we kind of upgraded to what we call generation two. We're adding features, we're improving it, we're upgrading bootstrap and all this stuff. And then we're adding features and taking feedback and, and adding things that our customers were looking for. So that all happened with 90 plus themes. How do we choose the one theme that we're gonna focus on first? It's based on that. It's based on what's going on with that theme. So that worked out really well. It's a great theme now. And we're sort of doing that now with other themes 
So we got one called LaunchFlex. We got a member pod. These ones have a little bit more features. Not all our, a lot of our themes are pretty simple. Um, and some of them are just designed for content or whatever. But there's certain themes. We've got an e-commerce theme that uses that's built for WooCommerce. We're going to focus on that. But these are themes uh, that, uh, for a reason, we're going to focus on. And that's kind of how we'll drive things over time and what we'll, how we'll develop our catalog and stuff. It's not just what we think at this point. We've made enough sales where, and we get enough attention to where we can actually make the decisions. We want to get more attention, more sales. But <laughs> So if you need a theme, um, but yeah, no. So, so moving on to uh, another example in terms of services. Um, now we are uh, the, the parent company here. Uh, unified web design we uh we sell web design services within that same idea in the beginning i designed these packages for web design web development and i had an idea what i wanted to do with that i had an idea of the market i wanted to go after actually in the beginning i wanted to i, I was thinking i would do a lot more local business but over time that changed. I actually, because of my background, I have a lot of connections outside of where I live. So uh, that's where a lot of business was coming elsewhere, you know, uh, throughout the U.S. and internationally. And that's fine. That doesn't mean we're going to ignore it local and that we haven't done some local. But that's what drove, you know, we just kind of went with the flow on that. And it's the same with the services we identified the things that people were actually looking for and, and kind of tweaked their services over time. We also, you know, if you look at it from a contractual perspective, uh, specifically this last year, we got some new contracts that are, are really cool. We got a contract, like a prepaid contract uh, hourly. We got one that um, uh, the company's using or working with a company where we provide them a dedicated asset, a re resource, um, person, uh, to help them with development and that's a special new kind of contract we're doing but i went to thought those up on my own i actually um it was conversations with the owners of those companies uh, or agencies and uh, just working out something and now that can be used as a template for future uh, negotiations or, or contracts so so and it's something actually that's it's working out so well where it might become more front and center for us so that's how things develop over time it's in the beginning, you got to do something, and something's better than nothing, right? And you do the best you can based on your research or intuition, and then and then from there you let you let the the people speak, the customers, the clients, and whoever is involved with your your business. So I think one of the big lessons here, and and what you should take away from this is the fact that you, you don't want to be too married to your initial idea. You may have a great what you think is a great idea. And it's something that's amazing and does a lot for your end user. But in the end, you need to be fluid and you need to be able to adapt to your market. Let your market talk to you. You know, get feedback, seek out feedback or listen to feedback. And also just look at, you know, study your analytics. What are people, how are people using your products or your services? So that's all for this episode today. If you want to comment on this podcast or provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, please find your way to mattlevenhagen.com. That's M-A-T-T-L-E-V-E-N-H-A-G-E-N.com. 
You can add a comment under these show notes. You may know I also run a small web design agency, unifiedwebdesign.com. We build custom WordPress themes. That's our main core specialty, or at least we that's what we want to be, our main core specialty. See the above context. <laughs> we'll see where we are in five years. But we do that, uh, build features, manage, maintain websites. We also run a WordPress theme marketplace called Hexeter, uh, where we sell WordPress themes uh, that you can do it yourself themes. We also have services that can, uh, where we help you customize those themes. Uh, if you are interested in a theme, pre-built or custom, or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me either at mattlevenhagen.com or unifiedwebdesign.com. Each have a handy contact me link at the top. And once you fill out that form, it'll open a ticket and we can uh, chat. Uh, thanks for joining me today. We will see you next time.